0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: You're listening to The Wes and Walker Show. I've got another restaurant we haven't talked about, too. Let me just throw out a little sagebrush for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's Wes
2: Sagebrush. They used to be in Winston, too. Shout out to Cactus Jack's in uh, Winston-Salem. And
1: Walker. What it's makes no me laugh been. is Fitty being so seduced by some of these <laughs> restaurants. Right. Let me throw Sagebrush. Oh, my God. <laughs> Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC. Yes, uh, throw the peanuts. Yes, Walker. Sagebrush. Yeah. My man Smell said it's time to rejoice and party. You really want to party with me? Yeah. Scott Fitty is gone. You'll see. I'm done. I'm not going to no, try to wrap here. I'm sorry. That was goodness gracious. It's Maybe Weston you could Walker.
2: go hire Mitch Kupchak to come in that front office like uh, the commanders did bringing in Bob Myers. Well, but, you know, Bob Myers. Hey, Mitch Kupchak has some
1: championships. Yeah,
2: bring him you in know. to the Panthers to see if he can help consult.
1: It's been a while <laughs> since Mitch Kupchak collected some championships, but... He does have some rings. That's
2: a crazy move to me. That's pretty impressive. I've never heard of that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, Bob Myers, Rick Spielman. For those that don't know, right? uh, Josh Harris, new owner of the Washington Commanders, hired a search team that includes former Minnesota Vikings GM, Rick Spielman, and former general manager of the Warriors, Bob Myers. Yes, across sports, Bob Myers. Both of those guys are a part of that team that will be searching for a new coach. And... David Tepper, while having hired a search firm, we can get to that a little bit. I'm surprised. Baby steps is what it takes for Tepper to do the right thing. That seems like a baby step, Wes. So I'm happy about that. But even so, Josh Harris is out here saying, all right, let's get among the better decision makers that we've seen. Because Spielman was good in Minnesota. I like what he was able to do. I mean, that seems like a smart move. And so maybe that is the case. We can get Mitch Kupchak. Uh, We do need to have a convo before we head into the live wire because so many people are asking about Fitty's nickname. Oh yeah. It's tough. Scott Fitter is no longer here. Our very own Josh Marlowe did tell us that he likes being the only Fitty in town. I think he said it was quote badass. And so you could see the ego growing with him now being, is he still baby Fitty? If there is no Fitty to speak of, right? Like real daddy Fitty. I don't, He's just the only one. So we got a few text messages. 704-570-9610. Big Cat Dan said, we must enlist the nickname search firm of Smoke, Flounder, and Shroppy." LOL. I really do like that idea. Stanford P. wrote in, Josh Church Marlowe.
0: Amen, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on here
1: preaching. Big T from North Carolina said, nickname has to go. Gotta let it walk. Panther Bo says, bring back Lil Country. I do like Lil Country.
2: I don't know. What do we think? I like uh, Lil Country as well, but I was thinking, too, that we we put it out there to see what new nickname we might be able to get for him. Or he could just be the only fitty. I think he would like something like that. I I think that would appeal to his ego.
1: I don't. Yeah. Only fitty doesn't. You know, just flow. I'd like a better flow of a nickname. Can you tell us all of your thoughts as Scott Fitterer leaves the city here?
0: Look, man, it's, it was tough to see Dad get fired. It was a tough scene this morning. It was an emotional scene in the house, but uh, it's like I told him. <sighs> this city can only have one Fitty, and that's me. And I think it'd be fun to change the nickname. Daddy, I um, but, I mean, Walker, even the first time I called you to do a hit, you didn't even call me Josh. Is that true? Are you? No, you were like, Fitty, this is Walker. So, like, for you... Yeah, I know. I, it's going to be hard. I think Wes could make the transition... For you, it's it's literally no, you look at me and it's either fitty or a cuss word.
1: You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm fitty or a cuss word. He's not wrong. It I, I can't even help it. I look at him and I see Fitty, that's his name. Like if I try to say Josh Marlowe, as I'm sure you've heard, I can't help but put Fitty in almost like it's his nickname, right? So I can't help but when I see Evan, that's weird.
0: Yep. He's no, smoke 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 is smoke. Smoke is smoke. Yeah.
1: You know, flound dog. I call a million different variations of flounder. I go fleazy, flizzle, mm-hmm. flound dog. Flounder, though, was the base. And I can't go Anthony. That's weird. Well,
0: it's like, th- think about it. I've been best friends with them since sixth grade. I've just now, within the last year, can call him flound, flounder, floundy, whatever it is, and it not be awkward.
2: Well, we got a uh, woodhog Marlo from has a Ginger Wife. I don't know about that one. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, I don't
0: know if I like warhog.
2: <laughs> No, there was a really good one on here and I lost it. Uh, it was one that I liked a lot, but keep going, Walker. Well, Jimmy Coffee says Lil' Sage for Little his sage. love of Sage, Little sage That's what is. I was going to say.
0: Lil' Sage is pretty good. And, you know, if there's like a sagebrush like three hours closer, like we could maybe have some real fun with it. I looked really hard during the punishments, which we need to
1: do one of these this week, by the way. This week, yeah, I'm going to uh, do it this week. I can do the soda drink. Yeah. Um, but I was looking for a sagebrush anywhere. I, I was trying to find one before we hopped on for the Street Turkey Show. I Anyone that I would look up, it would say, no longer no longer up. Like, it's gone. No longer in business. I think the only one that we can go to is in Wilkesboro. I think that's right. And you know, we ain't going to Wilkesboro like that. No, we would not be. <laughs> as much as Sagebrush has become a, power, a part of our show, I don't know if I'm trying to make a trip just for Sagebrush to Wilkesboro. Just for Sagebrush. Uh, yeah, Flounder also wrote in you know big letters on the back of my rundown here, Bobby Hill should be Fitty's next nickname. And that's nothing that you really like. No, I mean, <laughs> that's just a little, you know, too aggressive. Many people are saying it. Smitty from the city. He's saying Lil Bobby. Bobby Hill is the only fitting nickname now. So people like it, but you don't like it. You'd rather go somewhere else.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing like Fitty was funny. It was a good play on words. Um, Bobby Hill, there's. Imagine, like, you know, I've, I've gone on <laughs> dates in the radio world and had to explain that I've got a radio nickname and it's Fiddy. And also I was named after the Panthers GM.
1: Has any date referred to as Fitty before?
0: Um, a date? No, I did talk to a woman that would listen to the show and she would she would call me that from time to time. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. So Fiddy's cool, but saying, like, you know, hey why do they call you little Bobby? Be like, they think I'm Bobby Hill.
1: Yeah. No, you're, you're right. I will say, if you were to go on a date and then they ask that question, then you have to say, it's because I look like Bobby. Bobby Hill, that probably doesn't do you any favors on said date.
0: This the 704 number, and hopefully I can say this on the air, says uh, calling pubes. Pubes Marlowe isn't bad. Like, I could actually, knowing me and just the character that I am, I would be down with being called pubes.
2: Why? Why she in the smoke world? Smoke just stopped in his tracks. He just stopped smoke right outside of our window.
0: Wes, can I ask you? Smoke, You, if you saw that, me, do, uh, I, do I need to dump that? Well, it's done now. (laughs) Well, I mean, you you got like a 15-second delay.
2: Well, I think we're past that at this point. Wes,
1: can you help me understand why that man decided to read that on the air? Like, why did he read that on the text line and then decide, I'm going to... I'm going to say this yeah, on the I, airwaves. I saw
2: it, and I said, I'm going to
1: stay away yeah. from that Yeah, be- because, because you're a sane person. That's why. <laughs> because you read it, decided that might be a little too froggy for the airwaves. Yeah. I'm going to skip over it. But Fitty said, you know what? I'm going to drop it on the mic. When well, yeah. we see Shrop in here the rest of the week, we'll know what happened. Smoke, can you help uh, us out?
0: Dude, just stay as Fitty, man. You're, you're, the, you're
1: the lone Fitty left. You are the Fitty. I the Fitty. Yeah, like Joy from Fitty. Charlotte yes. said... Do it from
2: Charlotte said, do like the IG celebrities, dude. The real fitty.
0: Yes. Just go with that, man. <laughs> Lord, what You're happened? So dumb. Why would you want <laughs> wow. to go buy that name anyway? Well, I mean, Smoke, this is me. Like, I would have a lot of fun with that being my nickname.
1: It's you, me. It'll backfire very quickly. I'll mean, Yeah, I would imagine Everybody's so. so. I would imagine so. All right. Thank you, Smoke. For,
0: <laughs> Can we my segment now? I, well,
1: I like that Smoke decided to walk into the studio just to call you dumb, and then he walks out. That was great radio, um, and also some bad radio by, I guess, who we're still calling Fitty at the moment. It's time now for the Live Wire with Josh, Fiddy, question mark, Low Country, Marlowe on Sports Radio 92.7 FM. Likewise on the team connect. Get respect for they real this. I know you feel this. The east and the west, west up, north to the down
2: south. Likewise slime.
0: I may have one too many nicknames, Walker. But that's not as bad as having one too many voices in my ear. And that's exactly what Hayden Hurst said was the problem for Bryce Young during his rookie season in the NFL.
1: I think when you have a young kid like that, again, you know, you come from Alabama and there's one voice of reason. So, you know, you think they have your best interest at heart and unfortunately i think we in the nfl there's a lot of people that want to maybe put their stamp on it or you know this is i was the one that kind of got him there so it'll be good for bryce to have consistency this offseason one voice tell him what to do and kind of guide him in the right direction
0: walker what do you think of a veteran tied in, in the nfl hayden Hurst, outwardly saying Yeah, this guy had too many people telling him what he should and should not do in his rookie NFL season. Well, that is
1: true, and if the players are telling you that, then it's clearly the number one comment we should take away from Locker Cleanout Day. I thought that they would be able to bring all of these guys to the coaching staff, and they would act professional to the point where they wouldn't overload a young QB with too much information and allow him to really uh, take over what Frank Reich was saying and everybody get on the same page as to what they were going to teach Bryce young. But apparently that didn't happen. And it was always going to be the question. If things went terribly wrong, was Jim Caldwell going to come in and say, we should do it my way. Was there Thomas Brown who was going to come in, who got head coaching interviews, who maybe thought of himself as enough of an up and comer to go ahead and take away that power. Say, Hey, screw this. What Frank Reich is going with. We got to do it my way. And Frank Reich, being the head coach, could ultimately decide what he was going to do with holding that position. I just thought everybody would be professional enough to where they could all get on the same page and then preach one message to Bryce Young. But that didn't happen, especially when things started to go so poorly. And now Bryce Young has not nearly the season we all thought he would.
2: Yeah, I'd said this before the season started when we talked about potential downfalls of this coaching staff, and that was one of them. It was just too many guys that weren't on the same page with Frank Reich, and too many guys that thought that they knew better than what the head coach knows, because like you said, at Alabama there's not going to be any dissension on that coaching staff, and if you do try to step up against Nick Saban, you're going to be out of there, okay? And so that was an issue. You got too many guys who fancy themselves as these offensive geniuses and then when they see Bryce doing something, and somebody comes and tells them something, then they got an opinion. And then the next guy has an opinion. And then the next guy has an opinion. So this staff, as much as we lauded it for being uh, an all-star staff, and I'm doing air quotes with that, uh, the staff, the chemistry was just poor. And it's the same thing with a team, a staff, a job, a company, anywhere. If you don't have good chemistry with your employees, it's not going to work out. And for Bryce, like I said, there was too many guys telling them what he should do on top of having to learn a playbook in NFL defense.
1: So, So, and and this is one more question before we move on to another soundbite. How much of this is David Tepper going to Frank Reich and telling him, Hey, you have all the resources. You have endless amounts of money to go hire who you want to and who I want to on the coaching staff to help you out offensively. So you go and get Jim Caldwell. Remember Frank Reich told you, he didn't really know Thomas Brown. Those guys had never worked together before. And it was eerily similar To when he brought in Matt Rule and there were reports that David Tepper wanted Joe Brady to be the offensive coordinator. What did Matt Rule tell you afterwards, after his tenure with the Panthers was done, was that he wanted to hire guys that he wanted to hire. That he was familiar with. And Joe Brady certainly wasn't one of them. Thomas Brown was not one of the guys that Frank Reich was familiar with. I think diversity of thought, as they called it, in theory sounds really nice. I bought into it. It makes a lot of sense. Hey, if we take the good from every offensive philosophy, we can apply that into one awesome offensive scheme. Except when things go poorly, now you have guys preaching one part of the philosophy, trying to override the other part. Now Bryce Young doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I'm sure you're whatever your footwork looks like probably break down as well not knowing exactly what to do i just thought everybody would be professional enough to find the same message to preach to bryce young but then it seemed like everybody wanted their philosophy to take over
0: Yep. we talked with uh, gabe mcdonald in the 12 o'clock hour of the show and he said between brian burns frankie lou Vu, and Derek brown burns is going to be the odd guy out getting a long a long-term contract here in Carolina. And- Brian Burns admitted today he has a lot to figure out about his future in Carolina. I just know
2: they got a lot of stuff to do. They got a lot of stuff to figure out. I, I don't think I'm number one on that list right now. So the best thing I can do is be ready. So uh, if, it do, if, if it do turn out that they do want to keep me here and I stay, I'm ready. And if it turns out I have to go somewhere else, I'm definitely ready for that too. So as long as I'm ready in in, uh, in any angle, I'm, I'm
0: fine. Wes, did you see this this ending maybe this way for, for Brian Burns where it's just going to be maybe a mutual split where maybe he asked to be traded or maybe the Panthers franchise tag him and look to trade him?
2: I didn't see it turning out this way because I thought he was going to have a better statistical year. I thought he was going to best his uh season total of 12 and a half sacks last year i thought he was going to have more than that especially when he started out the season with two right off the rip especially coming out of a contentious week in which he had the many holdout as i refer to it as and i thought when he did that i said oh this guy's going to come out and have a career year and that was just not the case and so uh when i look at it Again, I, I felt like I thought he was going to get his money in the offseason anyway And I felt like maybe if he would have held out Just a little bit longer, he would have accomplished that But he tried to do the good thing And he tried to do right by the Panthers And you have to learn, you know In this type of business You, you, know, you can't trust the corporation You got to do what's best for you at all times And I think Brian Burns is learning that And I thought a key thing in what he said was That the Panthers decide That they want to keep me here And I stay like he made that, I took from that, like if they decide they want to keep him, but I'm still going to decide yeah. if I want to stay here or not. And if I don't, I'm ready to go somewhere else. And so I thought that was quite telling in his quote.
1: Brian Burns said all the injuries on the defensive side early in the season impacted him, especially after his contract talk stalled. This according to Joe Person, Brian Burns said, quote, dealing with what I was dealing with in camp, I was terrified to get hurt. Did he ever find himself feeling like he was playing not to get hurt? That's what Joe Person asked again, and here's what Burns responded with. I don't want to say that, but in the back of my head, probably sometimes. Being transparent, I wouldn't say it's nothing I'm proud of, but it's human nature. He did add that his effort never waned. Last thing Joe would clean up on some of this, he said Brian Burns said he played hurt much of the year, was on the injury report with an ankle injury, elbow injury, concussion, illnesses, knee issues. Quote, dealing with injury, a lot of things play into your head. I dealt with a lot of stuff mentally and emotionally, but I think it's going to take going to make me stronger. So take that however you want to. What I'll tell you is after this season where he didn't get home nearly as much, The advanced stats will still tell you that Brian Burns is a good pass rusher, but probably not elite, and he's asking to get paid like a top-five guy. What makes you think negotiations are going to go better this go-around than what they did last offseason? I have zero indication that this is going to go better, especially if you move on Scott Fitterer. He's no longer here. We have no clue what's going to happen with some other people in the organization still a part of the front office, like Dan Morgan, at least right now. Samir Suleiman, a guy I continue to point you back to, still a part of this front office as it stands currently, the capologist, he's still here. And wouldn't you think the capologist has a lot to do with negotiating such a monster contract like Brian Burns is asking for? So if the Panthers were only really willing to give him like 24, 25 a season, Brian Burns was asking for 30 and it didn't seem like there was a lot of wiggle room on either party. You think there was enough done this season from Brian Burns? You think there's enough clarity? this year as to now they're going to get on the same page because i certainly sure as hell don't feels like this is going to get even uglier and it's going to be really interesting to see how everything goes with the brian burns situation that'll do it for the live wire with josh question mark Marlowe. unless you had something else you seem really mad at me no no yeah i got a piece (laughs) of audio i want to play all right well we're up against the break you've been talking about how you wanted to go to break a lot better on time but go ahead What you got? All right. You got so mad at me. I just Um, wanted to make sure you were heard.
0: I mean, I just feel like this is good audio, and I want to play it. Remember back at training camp, y'all went down to Spartanburg, and y'all asked Jeremy Chin about his role, and our man's got defensive. He he wasn't happy with us. He then goes on to play 30% of the snaps, I think, this year is what the official number uh, worked out to be. We confessed today that the lack of playing time – it was surprising I think that was maybe the most frustrating part for me personally um, you know coming into this season I'll, I thought I was gonna come off the field you know I thought
2: I was gonna have a, a huge a huge role in this defense um, and be able to leave a, a large impact but you know as the season goes things change and um, you know it definitely was a, a surprise way things did <clears throat> end up panning out
0: more likely Walker the Panthers misused Jeremy Chin after finishing second in the Defensive Rookie of the Year award in 2020. Or that Jeremy Chin was just a one-year wonder and there's a reason that we don't know but the Panthers know as to why he hasn't had the same type of impact since then.
1: Yeah, he clearly wasn't happy with us when we kept asking. We, we, we asked like three questions in a row and I could understand why you were frustrated, but it was a big deal with him coming in. Jero Averro talked about his lack of snaps. It was right after the Detroit loss, 42-24. to 24. He only played 18 snaps, and he was asked if it was just due to the flow of the game. Averro said, yeah, that's exactly it. Specialized packages for him. We're obviously trying to play him and Troy Hill at the nickel position and then have Jeremy in some of the dime positions. Again, it's almost coming back to the situation on first and second down. Getting more third downs is how we get him on the field, and then some of those specialized first and second down deals, too, our execution level, our ability to play the run game better, get into more pass situations, is going to allow that to happen. Here's the problem. Troy Hill played pretty well at nickel. And Troy Hill ended up playing a lot of snaps as the season went on. And Jeremy Chin, you look up when you hear his name, it's him making a special teams tackle. Yeah that's how it ended up going for Jeremy Chin. Any final thoughts on Chin?
2: Yeah, no, I think it's very simple. When you look at a guy and you go to PFF the coverage grade the last two seasons, a 58 and a 51.6, he's given up this season a 145 passer rating with an 82% uh, reception percentage. And so, uh, that's the thing. Everybody talked about how Everett would love to use Swiss Army knife guys and just put them in all types of positions, but I think for Chin, he just wasn't dynamic enough when playing down uh, in the box and then couldn't cover very well. And I think that Led to his plan time
1: decreasing. Panthers fire Scott Fitterer. What does David Tepper have to do next? And what do you make of Tepper hiring a search firm? It's all coming up next. Sports Radio 927 WFNZ.
2: McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McKrispy juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
2: Welcome back to the Western Walker Show Sports Radio 927 WFNZ on a national championship Monday. And the Panther season ended yesterday, albeit on the wrong note. Nine to nothing, they lose to Tampa Bay. And Scott Fitterer has now been ousted as the GM of the Carolina Panthers. Keep the text coming on the Carolina Men's Clinic. Text line 704 570 9610. Did I get it right that time?
1: Uh, Carolina Carolina, yes, Man's Carolina, Carolina men's yes. clinic text line. All Plus right. the number, too. You're just nailing everything.
2: Yeah, man, trying to. Like I said, hit those socials, hit that follow button where 1K. We're trying to get to 2K, and I'm not talking about the video
1: game. All right? Although we'll take 2K if you have an extra around. Maybe we could get some video games rolling Maybe during so. the break. That'd Maybe. be fun. Are you a,
2: a basketball game uh, player like
1: NBA that? Live was the first ever video game I ever got when my dad got me the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Steve Francis, NBA Live 2002 mm-hmm. on the cover. First game I ever had, and I played it all the time. So Mm -hmm. NBA Live was my favorite basketball game. Then it went away. 2K with the Michael Jordan on the cover. I think 2K11 is when I really started playing that. And so, yeah, I I converted just like everybody really had to.
2: Speaking of uh, Francis, real quick, uh, your boy Dennis Smith Jr., man. I said somewhere Walker shedding a tear. That donkey out last night, I know he used to get a lot of comparisons to Steve Francis, ex-Hornet, Dennis Smith Jr., Went back to NC State on them last night with that dunk he had, man. He got up and flushed it. I thought he had lost it because we didn't see that hardly any in Charlotte. We, we started to get it in the second half
1: because he was injured. And so he had, remember his crazy layup package that he would mm-hmm. give us? The dude had like five really impressive top 10 worthy layups. And then in the second half of the season, he started catching bodies. Yeah. And then so DSJ now being a little healthier, playing good defense, he looks it. You know, launching off of the floor. That's the one that really hurts. Like, we have no point of attack defense. D- Dennis Smith Jr., remember how they played so well the second half last year? Defensive rating towards the top mm-hmm. of the league. You know who was playing a lot? Yeah. DSJ, but nah, we don't need him. We don't need to make him a priority. Let's let Brooklyn make the first well, call. I was definitely against him because I felt like he couldn't shoot, but... <laughs> How
0: much did he leave Charlotte for Brooklyn for? What was that contract value?
1: Well, apparently, the reports were, from Michael Scotto, at least, were that the Charlotte Hornets offered him more than the vet men.
0: So more but than that, he got paid to go to NC State and do all this stuff and oh, not win. Oh, man. That's correct. There we go. Probably.
1: I mean, I don't know. Mark <laughs> played paid a lot, so maybe.
0: It was like, hold on, 75000 150000 and he, he was still a part of the biggest loss ever to North Carolina? I think that's right, yeah. He needed that Gottfried
1: money. I wish Mitch Kupchak would have taken a page out of Mark Gottfried's uh, book and just given him the money. Any
2: chance he can get. We're going to get into the thick of college basketball action tomorrow. Uh, We're going to talk about all the North Carolina teams and how great uh, they are doing right now. But going on a text line NASCAR, Brad, says Brian Burns can leave. I regret buying his jersey. That's oh, a no. strong comment right there. Oh, come on, Brad.
1: You heard you everybody in the <laughs> Everybody in the studio thought, whoa, Brad, that's too much.
2: Nine eight oh number says, look guys, here's the bottom line. David Tepper will go down as the worst owner in NFL history. Every move that he has made has been Barnum and Bailey. The guy's a complete clown. There's nothing else to talk about. Unfortunately I believe in my heart we are doomed Sign the petition. Sign the petition, and hopefully we can get this guy out of the league. Man, that is one distraught Carolina Panthers fan right there. And so uh, when we go to and talking about the coaching search and David Tepper and what he's doing, he has been working with consulting firm Sportsology, according to sources. Sportsology exec chair Mike Forty helped Tepper with his recent Charlotte FC coaching search and is expected to have some role in the Panthers' coaching search. Ford has worked, quote, with several NFL teams in recent years, including the Rams, 49ers, and Falcons. He said Tepper did not use a search-slash-consulting firm when he hired Matt Rule or Frank Reich. So does a little tidbit of information like this give you hope that maybe Tepper can make the correct decision this time around?
1: Yes, it's a baby step. Love it. When we had the idea that David Tepper might use a consulting firm, I thought there was no way in hell he was going to give up that kind of control. We hadn't learned anything about David Tepper to this point where he would be willing to give up control or power. But the fact that he hired a firm, it doesn't mean he's got to listen to him can do whatever you want. You're the one you know, writing the checks. But at least he hired somebody in order to give their input to David Tepper and maybe Tepper will listen. I will say I'm a little concerned about the name of the consulting firm. Yeah, Sportsology. It does sound rather generic. <laughs> it right? sounds it sounds like we could have come up with this when we were 10 years old. I don't know. We, What do you think we should name it? Sportsology. Yeah. <laughs> Let's name it Sportsology. And then we'll be the best consulting firm out there. Only concerned a little about the name, but if they've helped other teams before, David Tepper seeking out some help, baby steps, I'll take it. Do you think that when you hire a firm like that, because I feel
2: like as an owner and maybe not all of them are like that because we hear the stories, how a lot of owners are there for the profit or what it can do for them financially. But do you think that these firms are for guys who aren't necessarily as fully entrenched in the NFL? Because I will feel like if I'm an owner and I guess maybe that's me, I'm a football junkie, whatever the case may be. So I would be knee deep in knowing Who are the guys out there? I'm going to be watching the teams to know, oh, that guy's a coordinator for that team. I want him. I just wonder how in-depth does the firm help them? Like, what information do you glean from what they bring to you that helps you make the decision? Because I feel like if you're really immersed in football like that, even people around the front office and things that you have around you, I would feel like you have a pretty good working knowledge. Of the candidates that you want to lead your franchise? Or, or do they help you find a guy that maybe you're overlooking?
1: Possibly that. But also, do you know exactly what to look for when hiring a head coach? Because you might hear a lot of different stuff about each of these candidates, right? Like, it doesn't mean that you don't know who they are. But are you, how do you know who's going to make a good head coach or not? You know, I with the Matt Rule stuff, Matt Rule's resume included him turning around Temple, turning around Baylor. He's got the charisma, being the son of a preacher, sounded very preacher-like at the podium. People made the wife's meatballs jokes that Marty Herney and David Tepper had when they visited him down in Texas. But there were a lot of different factors to where as soon as they had that meeting where it was only Marty Herney and David Tepper, and Herney had hired some head coaches before, but it was David Tepper still making that call, right? How how do you know that Matt Rule is able to make that jump i i'm hoping that the consulting firm is with tepper wherever he goes if he is going to meet with any of these head coaching candidates and the consulting firm can say i know you liked his bedside manner i know you liked whatever you liked and and okay let's try to make sense of what you liked and does that necessarily translate to being a good head coach because we can go back to the shane Steichen thing where apparently that interview didn't go so well but shane Steichen was within a game of getting to the postseason and what was a nice one-play call away, right? One-play call away from actually getting to the postseason and possibly beating the Houston Texans. But what happened in that interview process that made Shane Steichen not be your choice? Maybe the consulting firm can make sense of that. Either way, I'm just glad Tepper is seeking help.
2: And so when we talked about earlier, for those who don't know, Uh, The Washington Commanders, they let go of Ron Rivera, and so they went out and did a move that, to many, seems a bit unorthodox. Uh, Washington owner Josh Harris announced former Golden State Warriors general manager Bob Myers and longtime NFL executive Rick Spielman would serve as part of an advisory committee to identify a head coach and head of football operations. Commanders, limited partners, Mitch Rails, Magic Johnson, and David Blitzer will also be on the committee. But you know what? I like this move. Sometimes I like unorthodox moves in sports, things that you don't necessarily see coming, things that are not the status quo. And You know, who knows more than the guy who said that we are light years above every other (laughs) franchise in the NBA, if you remember when he made those comments. But when you look at what he did, the proof was in the pudding. He took a franchise in Golden State that nobody saw going on a run, becoming the dynasty that they have become. We'll see what happens this season. But Bob Myers did a great job finding a head coach. Nobody thought that Steve Kerr was going to end up being the coach that he became. And the draft picks that they had, guys that they brought in, uh you know their biggest superstars were homegrown players and so i don't think it hurts because still a lot of the same qualities that go into picking a great head coach uh in one sport can apply to the other obviously there's nuance between football and basketball but i like this move and i think there's enough people on this committee to have some checks and balances whether you talk about magic johnson who knows what a winning coach looks like and and some of that and so that's why i think that uh, this is a good move in comparison to what Washington's doing because Tepa, like I said, he can't be trusted at this point. And so for him to go out and get a search committee, I think, like you said, it is a baby step into, into helping them. And I think really getting down to the nuts and bolts. Cause what I will think, what I do think it does is, yeah, you can have a good working knowledge of what they do football wise. But I think I'm pretty sure that, uh, Search for him like this is going to really get into the nitty-gritty. They're going to get into, like, I would imagine, like what players have said that work with them, what coaches have said that work with him, what executives have said that work with
1: said coach. Well, and and I think with Josh Harris being the owner of the Commanders who is seeking out the help of Rick Spielman and Bob Myers, it shows that he's spending his money in the right place. He's spending his money in places that will help him, not in what he already deems the correct decision, Right. Like with David Tepper, he's thrown out a lot of money to coaches, which I like. Even then, I'm real critical of David Tepper. As anybody knows on this station, we've all been real critical of Tepper. One thing that I've always understood is, let's go get all of these coaches that everybody else covets. We have the money to go hire him. It doesn't go against the cap. Let's just throw all the money in the world at him. But it's still his decision on who gets the title, right? Like you still hire Jim Caldwell because you want him. You still hire a Vero because you want him, and that's why you pay him all that money. Whereas Harris is, thr- think about how much money it would take for Bob Myers to leave his TV post for the time being, not even leave it, just take on another job. In a sport he knows, I mean, at least at this point, he hasn't shown any evidence as to knowing anything about football. But Josh Harris knows Bob Myers is a smart mind, and you still get a football mind like Rick Spielman. And so, hey, I want you guys to help me because this is my first time owning an NFL team before here's all the money in the world to help me and serve as my cabinet as to trying to figure out who should be the next head coach of this franchise. I think already you're seeing signs that it just might work out with Josh Harris. Who's also a very rich man worth 8 billion in his net worth deep pockets for Josh Harris. I like that way of thinking. So now even if it takes David Tepper, what six years to get a hiring firm, he didn't do it with Matt Rule. He didn't do it with Frank Reich. But now he's doing it. At least that's showing some sort of sign that, hey, I, I, I'm i hoping that he listens to him. But at least it's something different this go around. And we can be a little envious of Josh Harris deciding, you know what? It's my first time. I'm also going to get some help here. Yeah, it felt like Marty Herney was David Tepper's help as he transitioned from Rivera to Matt Rule.
2: Now, Walk, I know we're up against a break, but... I talked about some of the candidates that I liked earlier. And I said that I got to get past maybe the vise and the neck roll a little bit with Dan Morgan because he is a part of Fitter's scheme. And I said that or Fitter's regime. And I feel like that if you want to completely get rid of everything about what you just had, then you may need to move on from a Dan Morgan. I did bring up Adam Peters. The 49ers assistant general manager had been with the Broncos and the Patriots and been a part of the 49ers for the last seven seasons. Also, Nick Matteo, Ravens, VP of football administration. But, Walker, do you have uh, any guys that you feel like are ideal candidates in your mind at this juncture?
1: No, I mean, I like all those candidates that you brought up. I, I focus again on Dan Morgan because I think he's the most fascinating Dan Morgan considered an up-and-comer for quite some time. He comes back home to Carolina, where he was such a good linebacker, of course, before the injuries ruined his career. He could have been a fantastic linebacker for even longer, but it goes against the point of cleaning house completely, which so many fans want to do. If you are a part of the scouting department, if you are a part of the coaching staff, if you were the head honcho making these decisions, people would still like to get rid of David Tepper, but understanding he's not going anywhere... Everybody else has to go, right? Dan Morgan would be included in that. We've seen success stories where guys still hold on, right? Where we can go to Brandon Bean, where they decide to fire a few guys, and Brandon Bean isn't fired, but he's just hired as the Bills general manager and does a great job in 2017, and you let that guy out of Bank of America Stadium. And that's tough because the Bills franchise, it got overhauled. I mean, they still need to get to the postseason and win there, and that's not a foregone conclusion. They've missed out on a few draft picks here recently, but overall, Brandon Bean has done an excellent job being the general manager up there. And he was here in Carolina, and you let him go. If this were to happen again, Wes, if Dan Morgan gets a GM job somewhere, and then he rebuilds that team, that's going to be tough for us to swallow. Like We've talked about this a lot. Guys have left this organization and experience success, whether it be a player, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, who's talking trash on the radio right now, whether it be a head coach or Sean McDermott, DC, goes to Buffalo, has success there, Brandon Bean, you can go to a bunch of different aspects of a football team, and guys have left here and experienced success elsewhere. And I'm tired of seeing that. I'm tired of seeing it. And if Dan Morgan, you think that there is going to be enough of a difference, then I'm cool with Dan Morgan being that guy that is a really high, uh, highly thought of character in, in the NFL.
2: No, that's a great point to think of as well, especially if he's been dubbed the guy that people view as a potential superstar uh, at that position. It certainly leaves a lot to be discussed and thought about. So when we come back on the Weston Walker Show, we close this thing down on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken.
1: Still trying to figure out if Fiddy is going to keep his nickname now that Scott Fitter is no this longer. be Dancing Machine, the GM of the Carolina Panthers, Dancing Machine Marlowe. We could roll with that, but oh, you you kind of like Dancing Machine Marlowe? I do you like Dancing
2: Machine Marlowe. or just a Dancing Fiddy. Nah, Dancing Machine Marlowe is way better.
1: I'm, look, I I just don't think I'm going to be able to do it. To be honest with you, there has to be. I Fitty like the town. real
2: Fiddy. That's my. know. Oh, that's
1: my name. I can't change it. I just can't. I, feel, I don't know how I would be able to call him anything else. It, of course, it would take some time. I'm sure I would get used to it, but it doesn't feel right.
2: It's like a brand. Like, Fiddy is now it's, – it's synonymous with that. I'm with you, man. I mean, I know sometimes I call him Joshua when we're hanging out, but uh, That's I, just can't you're mad, <laughs> yeah. I can't see him. Yeah. Well, no, I'll say when I'm sitting – well, I guess you could say that because I do get a little annoyed sometimes if he's not – speaking like that, and I'm like, Joshua, are you okay today? (laughs) But other than that, he's synonymous with Fitty. I can't see calling him anything else.
1: How badly do you want to change your nickname? Are you open to it, or do you still want to roll? Oh, so you're not even open to it. No,
0: I mean, like, you know, when I I first got the Fitty nickname, like, you know, it wasn't the best. I thought it was pretty boring on behalf of Nick Wilson, but, you know, then it kind of just took on a life of its own, and once I found out that Fitterer knew that that was my nickname, and he said, quote, he must be a handsome bastard, I was really on board with it. That's a real thing. I didn't
1: know that. Yes. I did not
0: either. Yes, undoubtedly. Tell that again. They they had an off-the-record with, with, with him, and <laughs> right. they just made it known that, hey, our board op, we nicknamed him after you because when his beard is shaved, y'all look a lot alike. And he was like, "Oh, well, he must be a handsome bastard then." Is and that I true? Could,
1: I didn't know it was. Bec- I thought it was uh, just because you made a. And most times I would think Fitty would be capping on a story like this, but I can tell he
0: seems like he's.
1: No, he's telling the truth. You is, can tell. Yeah, yeah no, this is
0: truth. I'm not lying. No, yeah, this is truthful. And so it's why it's always hurt that I never got the chance to meet Fitterer. He never called into our show to never have a little Fitty one on one. Uh huh. But maybe I maybe I could call him up and ask him to take him down to the open kitchen and make him feel better. Oh, okay. Now
2: now he's an open kitchen guy and hasn't been there once.
1: No, so we're bringing in the inside <laughs> joke to the outside where Wes continues to ask Fiddy if he wants to go to open kitchen. Thank you. Fiddy will turn it down, but then try to flip it and say it's Wes's fault, even though there are plenty of witnesses that know it's Fiddy's fault that they haven't actually gone Correct. to eat. And he continues to try to make us feel bad. Uh, the American flag emoji, he texted in. All right, 980 number. 980 number, Texted it in. You don't choose nicknames. Nicknames choose you, which is true. We shouldn't even be asking Fiddy if he likes it or not. This is true. I, I do agree with that, that nicknames do choose you.
0: Yeah, kind of like how Big
1: Bird. Well, King of Marlowe Militia. Lanky Buns. Well, not even that. Lanky yeah, buns. Well, you, you can go ahead and say it, right? Like I, I kind of like Lanky Buns is better. <laughs> like, he's done. <laughs> King of the Marlowe Militia, he did write in something similar. He said, definitely keep it, Fitty. Don't let lanky ass make you change. Lanky buns is better. <laughs>
2: lanky buns is lanky great. Lanky buns. That sounds like a brand of hot dog buns or something. It sounds like pants. All lanky buns pants. Yep, I can see that too. Bottom at the old K-Bart. Look at us. We're giving out all this, these ideas in game out here. We need to be keeping some of this stuff.
1: I don't know if I'd wear a pair of lanky buns. Maybe I would. Maybe it's so funny that it's actually a popular product. It either sounds. Oh, no, we got Willie to model them. You think Willie would we can come
2: with the technology, though, to make them very desirable?
1: Yeah. Lanky buns pants. We could. I, I kind of like it. I think we could have enough fun with it to the point where they're highly sought after. Yes. But it, it it does sound like there's potential for being bargain bin yep. shopping well, where they're
2: like five dollar pairs off of pants and fall out, you know, fight over money. Mm-hmm. So Arvin's, okay, you already have it mapped
0: out. <laughs> texted and said, "Wait, his name is Joshua." Go back to my freshman year of high school. I'm in I'm in math class. It's the first day, and you know you basically go around and you you introduce yourself. Well, when I, where, where I went to high school, middle school at, no one knew me as my first name, my last, they just called me by my last name, which of course is Marlo. And so I her, her, her name was Miss Middleton. She had me inter- to introduce myself. And I said, Hey, my name is Josh, but just call me Marlo. And she goes, why? And I'm like, cause no one's going to call me by my first name. Well, that's just stupid. I'm going to call you Josh. The entire class told her we don't call him that just call him Marlo. And uh, for the entire six months, she taught me
2: refused to call me by my last name. That's a true teacher. Salute to her man. She's not oh, here like for it. the nonsense. She's calling you by your first name what your mama named you.
1: I like it. Okay. <laughs> Very different. I didn't you wanted to you wanted to have everybody be angry at the teacher while Wes is commending her. You're I mean I'm like, right.
0: There were teachers <laughs> that never even taught me but th- they knew that's who my name was. And then like I had a teacher who taught me her job was to educate me on math and refused to be approachable to her student, which is why I cheated through her class. Was she one of your best teachers? Alice. No. Okay. Oh, no. math was... I was going to
2: say, I was thinking if she was no nonsense like that, that she was going to be a fantastic teacher. No, no. You math said was you... not my strong my suit. Strong oh, you you
0: said was that you... her fault or yours? Hers.
1: Oh, of course it was. Right.
0: If she would have <laughs> called me by the name, by my desire right. name to be gone by, I would have been a much <laughs> more willing learner.
1: You said you cheated your way through her class. What grade did you get?
0: I mean, I, I, it was a passing grade. Like <laughs> every once I got to high school, I don't know how it was for y'all. I got dumb, and I did not. I did not understand math, and so every single math class I had, I had a person that I sat beside, made good friends with them, and that's how I passed. All right, I, I, I got
2: was, incentivized to make good grades uh, by my mom, so that certainly helped a lot. But math, I was always pretty good at math. The only one that got me was. Um, was it geometry, I think? The one where you really start getting into Angles, shapes.
0: Angles, d- triangles. I mean, yeah. You see, my, my, my refractions. Me. Once I got diffractions, fractions, I was, well, I was fracked. Yeah, see, I was good with that. Uh, okay. Fitty, what you going to do, all those kids you
2: say you want to have, and they come in there and ask you for help with homework? Because that's coming, baby. Please believe it. It's going to be. Internet. That's what I was going to say. Luckily, though, you do have that, because I do use that for refreshers with stuff with uh, my son when he comes in there and asks for math help.
1: Then he's just going to tell him
2: to cheat. <laughs> yeah, go find. He Who's the smartest kid in class? Go sit with him.
1: That's all Done. I got through life, son. Yeah. Just cheat, and one day you can be as successful as me, Josh Fitty Marlowe, the only Fitty in town.
2: These kids are gonna be renegades, man. I ain't. I'm never gonna keep them. I'm just gonna come over there to see how bad they treat you
1: wow you always talk about how you want to spoil the kids of your friends yes. and you want to like give them the drum sets you want to give them candy and yeah. you want to give them all the stuff that yeah. might annoy parents you might not have to do that with Fitty's kids yeah. man they might already have the drum set be running around like oh, crazy yeah. hell yeah you know?
2: like i did with my my friend's son this weekend my best friend you know i've been wanting to get him on wrestle for a while my boy always talks bad about it and i said oh i'm gonna get your son he came to wrestling with us this weekend to AEW, and he was locked in.
0: Wes makes me like Frank Gallagher from Shameless as a father. Like, I, I, I think I'm going to be a decent father, Wes.
2: Oh, I think you're going to be a fantastic father. And my kids are going to be father. well-behaved. But with your rules with letting them curse and letting them do what they want, that's going to backfire on you uh, at some point.
0: And they got freedom of speech,
2: man. That's
1: what I'm saying. That's going to backfire on you, that freedom of speech.
2: <laughs> when they tell you where you can go when you tell them what they can't do, we'll see how much you like it.
1: I like how Daddy Fitty's gone, only now Baby Fitty, only fitty here we are bringing it all full circle with him talking about being a daddy fitty a little bit later on the only fitty in town after scott fitterer is let go by the carolina panthers what is the next move we're here to break it down all week long and beyond wesson walker ending things here passing the baton to the kyle bailey show alongside smoke ludwig you're listening to sports radio 92 7 wfnz